Welcome everybody to Four Color Sequentials. I'm Lucy. <laughs> it's not Four Color Sequentials. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should we keep going or should I just? Yeah, let's keep over? let's let's okay. keep going. I'm sorry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies Good and gentlemen, Wolfie. my my partner has been cheating on me with another <laughs> podcast. No, Wolfie. okay. So Four Color Sequentials was the uh, podcast I used to do with Dominic Saragusa. Good friend of mine. Yeah. But this is Wolf Sheep. And I've had a really long day, I guess, because I, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> all right, so let's start all over. This and, is... okay, one, two, three. Welcome, everybody. This is Wolf Sheep. I am Luis Cavedo. And I am Matthew Walker. Heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, we started off kilter, and it's only going gonna to go down from there. We've got an uh, interesting show for you today. Uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into the topic, Inception. Uh, it's uh, all things from uh, aliens, other gods, and, and, and what's the last thing? Uh, extinct beings. And the reason I came up with this is, well, Matthew was out of town for a little while. Uh, you, you were gone for two weeks at a conference. Yep. And Gina and I did the one episode. And I had a guest lined up, and we had to reschedule. And I figured, well, let me do something. Let me try to put an episode together on my own, which I did. And you made it back in town in time where we were just one day late, but we had a, a new show up. So we, we canceled that one. And then I told Matthew what the show was going to be. And Matthew said, how dare you? You were going to do a show about aliens without me. Seriously. <laughs> and and you'll, you'll get Matthew's full just on aliens <laughs> in, in just a little bit. And we plan to lose a lot of uh, listenership today. No, well, it's it's a bit it's a bit um, sorry, I, I don't sorry. know off color is it? I don't know. The point is, and the reason why I picked the topic is being Christians, being Christ followers, being believers. There's a lot of topics that or or things that people seem to either ignore or not pay attention to, or rather just out of sight, out of mind, and. Um, you know, I wanted to do kind of a weird episode, or just a little. I like some of these otter things, so let's. Uh, Wait, uh, otter, <laughs> like as in the little furry creature, or old, otter? Old as double in... D E R. Oh, okay. Old double T. Double D. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's go. All right, so let's see if we can challenge your your way of thinking. So the first uh, topic, or not first topic, but the first subset of our topic this week is other gods and other gods little g big g depending on for you however you want to spell it for us it's little g yeah but did they exist where do you stand on that question well it's interesting because you didn't have this in your notes Uh and but i you know i'm i'm not like a scholar a a scholarly person of the bible you know i can't teach it but Mm -hmm. i've read it a lot over and over and i was also in high school, interested mm-hmm. in Greek mythology because of a teacher I had, um, Linda Linda Miller. And Linda, <laughs> that's her maiden name, Linda Snyder. <laughs> blah, blah. So she let us read about Greek gods and everything, and I would read about them periodically after that for every five years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when the Bible talks about the Nephilim or the, the, you know, the angels coming down and having sex with the daughters of men and then beings were born out of that and it says those are the men of renown Mm -hmm. and so to me when you hear stories of hercules 
it could have been somebody like that, you know. Um, there's actually documentation of it in the Bible. It doesn't go into detail, mm-hmm. but they do talk about these beings that were part angelic and part human and the DNA combined and it created men of renown, you know. And Goliath was something like nine feet tall. Right, yeah. You one, know, one and the, so uh, giants. Mm-hmm. in my estimation, those are people that look super superhuman. Mm-hmm. And just like today, when somebody's super attractive, we worship them. We put them on a pedestal. So back then, mm-hmm. that is where I believe people got other gods. You know, I don't believe they had any power mm-hmm. other than, you know, what was given to them by their DNA or what they were very skilled at and others weren't. And so it created this divide between normal human who mm-hmm. can't do anything and these people, you know. Yeah, no, the... Uh, Did I get it right? Huh? No, no, no. That, I mean, most of this episode is going to be all based on opinion. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it, it's you and um, and one other person I know of who always they seem to have a fa- not that you have a fascination with it, but he did. Um, jo- Joshua or Josh used to be here. Um, he used to talk about Josh Proctor. Yeah, Proctor. Okay, yeah. He used to talk about the the, the Nephilim. Nephilim, yeah. Nephilim. And he would bring him up. And it's an interesting thing to look at in the Bible. But whenever I've seen it, I never read into it. And I know that, you know, there's intermingling there. But I never yeah. looked at it from that perspective. It's nice to see, hear you say it. Just because that brings a new perspective into things. But for me, especially when you look at pantheons. Yeah. The Greek pantheon, the Roman pantheon, uh, the, the, you know... Uh, what am I thinking of in uh, Hindu massive pantheon? Yeah. To me, it's always been more about uh, attribution. Okay. Okay. So, like you said, there, there. Sometimes there's somebody who's extremely beautiful, somebody who extremely stands out because of their physical prowess or the way they, they, you know, cut a rug. I mean, pick, pick any attribute you want, and we're amazed by them. And all of a sudden we decide to, not so much worship, but to put them to a higher standard. Right. And all of a sudden that person, or we ourselves, attribute certain characteristics or certain things. Thunder, lightning, earthquakes, you know, take your pick. And all of a sudden, there's your pantheon. And that's why whenever I looked at history, you know, or or went to to college and took these courses, I, I I enjoyed them, but... I kept looking at things and thinking, well, I think these people actually existed. You know, not so much Mount Olympus and all of a sudden, you know, right. all these dealings, but it's a soap opera. And these are the larger-than-life characters, and I think they were larger-than-life people that, hey, if you know, if you can convince somebody that you're the God of Thunder, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, uh, I'm quick to... Uh, bring up like David uh, yeah David Koresh yeah and and other figures who have claimed to be Christ or you know God or a godly figure and those were in more modern times and people held them to that standard the Pope himself is God's presence on earth right yeah, supposedly yes right well yeah that's the way they believe it yeah correct in in the Catholic practice and there you go. I mean, it, it's 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 still happening to this day. It's not like it's an old practice. It just it morphs into something else, and 
you know, some things and some data is lost to history, but yeah, I, I do believe that, yeah, they did exist, whether, well, I, let's go into the next question. Which well, is, it's, it's like a fishing story. The fish mm -hmm. gets bigger the further away from the pond you get, right? you know, and so I think the further away from history that we get, like the telephone game, we could add more and more attributes mm -hmm. to this person that probably just sat there and farted really loudly, you know? <laughs> he wasn't the god of thunder, he was the god of gas, but, you know, <laughs> people were moved by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were moved by the gas, and that's it. <laughs> so what's the next question? The next question is, what, what makes a person or a being a god? Superhuman abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, I, well, and I, the thing that was marinating in my head was, everybody needs a hero. Mm -hmm. You know, last Monday of Shark or the Monday of Shark Week, Michael Phelps was going to race a great white. And I'm sure people tuned in because like if Michael Phelps even comes close to beating a great white, then there's some evidence that he's superhuman. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, he's the greatest Olympian. Oh, my gosh, he's this. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, he's that. And and he's got a great comeback story, you know. Oh, he's a without a doubt an impressive human being. Yeah. But simple math, I just, I laughed at that particular example because simple mathematics say if a shark can swim at this speed and uh, Michael Phelps' fastest swimming speed was such. Right. And I guess he had a fin or something added to him, right? Uh, yeah, he had a monofin. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but, but so, you're, just... you're applying logic to it. If somebody's looking for a reason to believe in something and if somebody's looking for a hero, mm -hmm. sometimes logic goes out the window because you believe more with your heart than your brain. True. But I I I want to know what the essence of this godly figure is. Not okay. you know Yahweh, you know the, right, the right. God that we believe in in Christ, etc. But what does it? What do you require in order to attain that status? I mean, is it such charisma that you draw people to yourself? It's a yeah. It's consistent wisdom. It's mm -hmm. charisma. It's sacrifice. You know, um, and by sacrifice, I mean like they set themselves apart from the world and they pursued a path and they drew people into that. Right. That because I'm thinking of like Buddha or um, Christ, you know, men that existed mm -hmm. that set themselves apart um, and help people focus, help people think of something differently, different than their own lives. Yeah, and and it's interesting that. To a lesser degree, of course, because these are obvious fictional heroes. Jesus but, is um, not fictional. No, no, oh no, oh, no. Okay. I, I don't mean that. I mean, uh, like comic book characters, the modern day superheroes. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. And there's a writer, Grant Morrison, and he's not the only one to have ever brought it up, but he says this is a modern pantheon. Batman, okay, Superman, for those Wonder of us Wonder born Wonder. in Oklahoma, what's a pantheon? The <laughs> the pantheon yeah. is the the group of gods. A group of gods? Right, yeah. Ah, well, okay. Um, for, because it's the one that most people know. Yeah. The Greek gods, the pantheon would have been compromised. Okay, well, Zeus is the god of lightning and thunder. Yep. And Athena is the goddess of wisdom. And Ares is the goddess of... So, the designations comprise the big group. There's your pantheon. Ah. Mm -hmm. So, that's a simplified way of explaining it. But, yeah, he... he this guy, Grant Morrison, and, and a number of other comic book writers have come out to say, you know, th this is really our modern pantheon. This is our modern gods. 
superheroes. Yeah, in a sense. And to a degree, I can agree with him. But the part that I find somewhat genius is that 100, 200 years down the road, some of these... Well, we're in the age of information nowadays, but some of these details may be lost. And I could see a kid actually believing, oh, there used to be this guy, Peter Parker, and he used to swing around the buildings in New York. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, Spider-Man is elevated from a comic book character to a legend that, you know, well, we detailed and then we documented this. And yeah, well, some of it must be true because right. it's just interesting to me. But. Oh, okay. All right. Why did you and I, or why do you and I believe in Yahweh or Christ over anyone else? I, for me, it's like equal parts faith, equal parts knowledge, mm-hmm. and a lot of self, you know, experiential uh, moments with God. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it it was faith in the beginning to start sowing those seeds, but then, you know. The things that most people would call coincidences just kept happening, you know. Right. And so I, I believed because I experienced it. I be, and it wasn't like me trying to make it happen. It was just because I would, I was the last person, you know, who would have been convinced because mm-hmm. I was convinced to do a million other things other than what my dad did or you know any of the Christians. So for me, it was mostly ex- experiential. Yeah, well, you, you know, went through something. I went through something, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's the requirement. I remember we would um, have our uh, campus crusade meetings and mm-hmm. stuff, and, and one of the, the guys that would come by, he would always say, you know, just always remember your uh, testimony. Yeah. It's the one thing nobody can ever take away from you. Yeah, true as story. As faith. Okay. And he was very right. Yeah. And the thing that I, that I kind of want to get at is that you, you need to question yourselves, yourself about these things, regardless of whatever you believe. And if you look at what we have is, is historical fact, yeah. or books, <clears throat> data, these were events that, to varying degrees, we can pretty much say happened. Yeah. And, and I can trace back the history. And you could say that about a lot of other things. Yeah. But the one thing, yeah, that nobody can ever take away from you is, our tes- is your testimony, my testimony. And, you know, you could call it, because I've, for, for their benefit, I'll mention it, you know, I've had friends that challenge my belief and say, well, you're just writing a high or a emotional high or it's team dynamics or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, this is a story for another day because I have it written down here, but, you know, I can't deny that when I was sick, and I told, I think, yeah, I mentioned this on the podcast, when yeah. I was sick, I called out to God, and I felt like at that store, and I walked out of that. Right. I can't deny that. And that was when I really, truly believed. That yeah. That was my moment. So, yeah, just... that, And that, what I think is this, there, he has to be... A way different than the way we're traveling has to be more important, and we have to have a need. Mm-hmm. And so I think for for me, for the, like the reason I came to believe is that I couldn't make this, I couldn't make the sexual brokenness part of my life make sense. Mm-hmm. I was smart in school. I was a good kid. I did what they told me. 
I filled out all the lists. I did everything right. And then there was this part of my life that just didn't make sense. And the world said, just embrace it. And my Christian faith said, no, that's not what you should do. Uh, Biblically, it wasn't right. And so I wrestled with it for a long time. But then I knew that God could help me in this area. And, it, you know, I didn't want to be gay. I didn't want any part of it. I wanted to be like everybody else in a sense as far as that was concerned. But, I'm, I, you know, I have... They say we're all God's fingerprint, but I think I'm one of his broken fingers with weird squiggles, you know, and that's fine. I'm different, you know, but I'm not different because I was gay. I'm different because God created me in unique and specific ways like he did all the other quirky people. And so I needed him to help me figure out something that I couldn't figure out. And that's kind of what drew me towards him. And Mm so it was proof, you know, he, he gave me the proof that I needed when I needed it, but I had to make him. I had to make him the ba- you know the foundation of the equation, not a factor in it. Right. Yeah, yeah. and that's what changes, I guess. Um, everybody. I mean, not just your particular case, but anybody that needs that. Yeah. It's the changing of identity. Yeah. Where you're no longer identified by any, you know, number of facts. You just find your identity in Christ. Right. And it's relinquishing control, too, which was, you know, when you're bullied in high school like I was and when your mom's bipolar and when you've got a weird family life and when you just don't feel like you fit in, you look and all that stuff's out of control. You look for a place to be in control. And then once you finally feel like you're in control, God says, "Okay, I want you to hand control over to me. And I'm like, hell no. uh -uh. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. And, you know. It's like giving him the keys to the kingdom one key at a time, and you've got that big janitor key ring. Mm -hmm. Every door in your heart is locked. But it was when you finally begin to, I won't say relinquish all control, because I don't think there's anybody who does that, but there might be. Billy Graham, you got it. But (laughs) when you relinquish more and more control, and he proves to you that he can be trusted, Mm -hmm. then the history of people you couldn't trust starts to fade away. Yeah, can agree with all that yeah. that's a good point to break and, and thank you for <laughs> despite us trying to make some kind of a light-hearted episode at least you can always keep oh i know I, and i'm I, doing that. I, you know i'm not trying not to always be serious oh, no, no, but no, no, i'm no, looking no, at the next question that says what's up with dinosaurs and i'm like well i have a spiritual point on this one so no no, no you know that's no but <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to the table. Yeah. So that it's not all wacky from my part. No, and, and here's the thing. I love wacky. Mm-hmm. I deal in the wacky, you know. But it's like God's even in this stuff. I think God has a better sense of humor than even the Catholics give him credit for, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, of course, the you know, anyway, I won't start going off on the dumb denominations. But I think God has a great sense of humor. I've witnessed it. I've seen well, him do today's... things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he just waits there for the laugh, you know. Um, for all the people who create it with a dry sense of humor, it takes them a bit mm-hmm. to get the rest of the normal senses of humor. But anyway, that's, yeah, I digress. No, no, that's good. Repeatedly. <laughs> all right, so bullet point two for today's, uh, today's episode is, yeah, what's up with dinosaurs? What killed all the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age! <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Uh, oh, well, that's good. You, you, you've watched Batman and Robin, I'm sure. The old ones? No, no, no. This one was the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing uh, oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And it was awful, but I just, I love that line, so I had to say it. That's right up there with The Notebook as one of the great cinematic events of our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the reason why I picked this one is 
Gina brought it up recently. Yeah. And she stands somewhere in between where I'm at and where, and I, I should have asked him. So, well, maybe I won't name him by name, but yeah, don't someone name. I know. Yeah. He stands from the point, and this is actually Pastor. He stands from the point of view that he doesn't believe in dinosaurs. I think he might think there's some kind of uh, conspiracy. <laughs> and and yeah. They, and I love a good conspiracy theory, but I'm gonna have to depart from him on that one. Yeah, you know? this one's yeah. a bit difficult to deny. Yeah. So where where do you stand on dinosaurs? Uh, my thought is that they're all those bones they're finding, they're putting them together wrong, and that actually Transformers did once exist. <laughs> is that based off of this last... No, no, that was the fourth one? Age of Extinction? One, yeah, one of them. I don't know. They no, okay, so here's my thought. Uh-huh. Biblical. I'm going to take a biblical. Sure. Because at one point, it talks about um, the waters on the earth departed Mm -hmm. and so there were waters on the earth and waters above and so they say there was this great greenhouse effect and things could live forever because god hadn't set a time limit on people people and animals lives so i believe that the animals we have now grew bigger and larger you know and when they call it terrible lizard i don't you know or giant is it terrible lizard or the what dinosaur actually means it's something lizard anyway Mm -hmm. great lizard terrible lizard um when you they call it that Mm-hmm. They've given it the name that it probably was. Things grew bigger. We probably had gigantic tomatoes back then too. But right. I do believe they existed. I don't believe they existed 35 million years ago. But I believe they existed in the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and the fact that they existed, God was still in control. You know, mm-hmm. God's not afraid of a T Rex. That's a bumper sticker. Um, but. Yeah, I think they existed, mm-hmm. but I think that, yeah, I'm not going to go any further. Okay. Yeah, I think they're just animals that grew bigger because they could on the earth, and then as that water level depleted, mm-hmm. I think things had a time limit, you know? Yeah, I... Uh, That's my thought. And, and even man and woman, you know, humanity, ourselves, I like to think back on the fact that uh, we were kind of created to be eternal beings yeah and we are still but yeah even on the garden of eden up until you know we get kicked out yeah I, i'm quite certain we were supposed to live forever oh yeah our mortality didn't come until after the you know the consumption of the fruit yeah but um i tell gina that it's undeniable that dinosaurs are real i mean nobody's yeah. going around planting <laughs> fossils yeah and, that's and, too much work yeah. yeah and i told her you know did you know that when they first found the the skull for the T-Rex, yeah. they thought it was Satan's skull? Uh. It, there was a huge headline in the newspaper about the skull of Satan has been found. Because they didn't know at the time. But, uh, I can think of so many Hillary Clinton jokes right now. <laughs> oh, um, <Lord>. Anyway. <laughs> Let's not get too political. <laughs> anyway, right. okay, go ahead. Uh, so I told her, you know, it's, it's undeniable that dinosaurs are around. Yeah. And she says, well, where do they fit in? You know, what's the timeline here? And I and I think from a scientific point of view, you can't deny the timeline of and I and I'm not putting down your point of view either. Yeah. I just I think sure sixty five million years, that's fine. Yeah. But I always tell her um the period of the seven days. Oh, you're gonna creation. be one of those guys, aren't you? Well, to me it's quote it to me. Yeah. <laughs> to me the seven days were not seven seven days to man. To, to, to humans, okay. Know, the way we perceive, yeah, the yeah. Day. 
And he, there's biblical backing to this that, you know, a day in heaven is not the same as a day oh, yeah. on yeah. earth. Yeah, yeah. So to me, dinosaurs existed at some point in between those seven days where the creation. Technically, of, it's six or, because on the seventh, well, on the he, seventh rested. Day he rested. Yeah. True. But still, you know. Well, yeah, day. okay. Yeah, I'll go with you there. Like, and, at the end of the day, Jesus is Lord, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'll go with you there. It just, I don't see it as a big deal. Yeah, If you want me to explain it to you, well, maybe this is how I combine my belief with science. There's know? a billion explanations. Mm -hmm. Yours is just as good as mine and the next, you yeah, know. Until we can actually travel back to 65 million B.C., well. I think we're going to be surprised. But anyway, um, better bring a flashlight. Um <laughs> What do you think happened to him? Uh, well, as we know from the Ice Age movies, um, <laughs> nobody... <but laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. It could have been a cash catastrophic event. Mm -hmm. Could have been a meteorite. Could have been the Ice Age. Could have been God saying, okay, you know, and God uses natural forces, so mm -hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, no, yeah. To, to the to my best ability, and I'm no scientist, again, I... I, you know, take your pick of the catastrophic event that definitely happened, whether that was a meteor, whether that was... Or the flood, or even. Or flood, yeah. Yeah. Multiple ones that I'm sure have happened throughout the history of time. Uh, yeah, they just... Here we go from one step to the next. You know, and something I just thought of. What's that? This is going to be a little creepy. Mm -hmm. But the new Alien movie just made me think of this. The what if the... Alien yeah. Covenant? What if the angelic beings came down and combined with animals, too? Oh, sure. That you know, possible. and that could have screwed up the DNA because Satan's goal was to destroy God's plan, mm -hmm. destroy God's image that was in human. So maybe they came down and got a little jiggy with the animals too. I mean, I don't want to think about it, but they could have done anything to disturb God's purity mm -hmm. and and what He created. But that was a little weird. Um, no, well, no, that's, yeah, it well, just popped any, into my any, head. Any theory, I guess, is plausible at this point. Yeah, and. They've tried to recreate what the ecological uh, kind of standard was at the time, whether that's from an oxygen point or uh, just the soil itself. Yeah. And it would have been so incredibly different that, yeah, sure, you could have had these massive beings, these, mm -hmm. like you said, massive tomatoes, different plant yeah. life, etc. So, yeah, it's just, it's all lost at time at this point. Okay. So... Uh, we kind of already spoke about this one. How do you include their existence in your belief? Or where do they fit in your timeline? Yeah, we kind of dove into that one. So let's get into the juicy stuff. <laughs> which is... And this is where the two roads diverge in the woods. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> this, is, this is bullet point three, which is aliens and UFOs. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> so let's start with the first one. <laughs> is there life out there? Out in the cosmos, in the universe, besides us. To you. To me? Yeah. Is there life out there in the cosmos? What What do you describe as life? All right. Well, well let me ask a different question then. Yeah. <laughs> what is an alien to you? Uh, an alien to me. Or extraterrestrial life. Yeah, I, I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in life on other planets. Mm -hmm. I believe that aliens are actually demons. Um, that, because nobody wants to explain, nobody wants to talk about 
the spiritual implications of what's out there. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We wrestle against powers and principalities of the air and spiritual things. Correct. So I, I think people in certain religions and certain sects don't want to, um, and that's sex, S-E-C-T-S, mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about demons because it scares them. Mm-hmm. But everybody can talk about aliens. And I honestly think that demons are because the enemy is out to destroy god and to destroy god's work and i saw this amazing video a long time ago and it talked about when people and i used to listen to art bell and Mm -hmm. he was all about conspiracy theories and things like that and when people have been visited by aliens there's a lot of things that they say happen sometimes they say they're taken to a spaceship Mm -hmm. or they're taken somewhere and uh, probed or investigated or whatever, and right. then some women have even said that they there's a sexual connotation the second time they visit or the first time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure about the statistics of it, but it would be interesting to know how many people have been visited by quote unquote aliens who aren't Christians, mm-hmm. and how many people have been visited who are Christians. But I believe there's there's a a very uh, small line between uh-huh. aliens and demons, and I think you know when. They say that in the end days, we're going to have an Antichrist, and um, I honestly believe that at some point, mm-hmm. we as a, as a world have been tapped into outer space. We're listening to outer space for some sign of life, mm-hmm. and it's almost like going to a buffet and not allowing yourself to eat and not allowing yourself to eat, and so we're building this hunger and a thirst for something out there, mm-hmm. and we're listening to outer space, and I think the enemy's going to use that at some point to step from the fabric of whatever mm-hmm. and step in and he's going to be in alien form just like back in the day when the nephilim visited or when the nephilim were created the angels visited the earth what did they think they were they didn't have a word for it mm-hmm. we don't really want to call something a demon so we see it as aliens nowadays so um and i'm not the only crazy out there saying stuff oh, no, like no. this let, you know let, let, yeah, let's, but that's uh, my thought no no we can clarify yeah. that fact which is that it, there is a there's a specific set of people that believe and and this isn't to divide anybody into oh, yeah, yeah. anything but there is a belief that aliens yeah have some sort of connection to the demonic or to right. demons yeah. whatever you want to call it um so that's not specifically something that just you believe a lot of people do right. and i could see some of the connections there sure yeah because it's very intrusive in nature well and and like because I've had experience with two alien beings, like in my dreams, and but I knew in my spirit realm that they were not aliens; that they were more demonic. But they mm-hmm. looked, they made themselves look like aliens, and that's a whole other story. Right. But if the enemy pop, if, if Satan popped out with a pitchfork and red horns and a red suit, we would know to be afraid of that. Right. But if the Bible calls Satan an angel of light, mm-hmm. the more I, I think they called him the morning star as well, and so. If he pops out like that, and we've been looking for aliens, this is an explanation, and right there he's got people's attention. Well, I'll say sure. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, do I believe there's a life out in the cosmos? Yes, I do. All right. Now, my particular questions, because I've got a few questions about it, Uh-oh. is once we do find it, or once it comes here, whatever, once it's revealed, yeah, what is the nature of that? Are we talking? And and again, that also demands a uh, a definition of what exactly do we classify 
as an alien or extraterrestrial life. Uh, like that movie uh, that I that we just watched recently, Life. I don't know if you watched it. I didn't watch it yet. Yeah. It's, it was quite good. I enjoyed it. All right. Don't tell me anything. But this was an, a being that is not like any alien you've ever seen. Right. In fact, it's more almost organic or, or plant life in nature. But I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to ruin the movie for you. But again, this is just a different view of what it could be. It's not what you're expecting. The tall, you know, six-foot, lanky... Big black-eyed, telepathic-speaking yeah, creature. Yeah. Should it happen, I would expect it to happen in two ways, or or we would uh, find it in two different forms. A, it will either be bacteria or plant life. Okay. And we will classify that as extraterrestrial life. Or B, I don't think aliens will look very different from what we do. I think it will be very similar in nature. Uh, you could claim that to be uh, just simple evolution, or you could claim it to be, well, just, I don't know, spiritual positioning. But <laughs> to me, it just seems natural for it to happen that way. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, it's kind of difficult for me to believe that there is a universe. And there's nothing else out because that just that means to me that well then that w- the universe itself yeah is placed there as an arena for us to play with, and we haven't even been able to leave, you know, past our moon. Sure, we've reached you know the outer edges of our yeah. galaxy. But okay, I have a video for you, yeah. Louis Giglio, and he talks about the expanse of the universe, and he goes through all these different things talking about the universe, mm-hmm. and he talks about how. The universe, it, it almost testifies of the nature and the bigness of God. And right. if it was created for no other reason than to show us the vastness of who God is. I can agree with that. You know? so I, and I think sometimes we have a tendency to view the world from human perspective mm-hmm. rather than to see the world through a God perspective. And I don't think the universe necessarily... Some people would look and say, what a waste. But I would say... If somebody looks at the universe and needs something that big to prove to them the bigness and the the amazing nature of God, I think he would have done it. You know, yeah. Right. No, but if I was, if I were to read the universe in our our knowledge of it, yeah, as a, a message from God, yeah, I can't read it as anything other than a challenge to, hey, you know, my creation, explore, go beyond just the boundaries of your earth and see everything else because you know and not that we could ever have any sort of possibility of conquering everything yeah especially because we degrade at the at the level we do oh yeah age, but and, and and then that's another point entirely which is it would be sad that <laughs> we've only reached as far as we have in the time right. that we have but yeah well it's i think we travel further I think we travel farther and are more imaginative in our movies than we are in real life, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, it's a money thing, it's probably a technology thing that, right. you know, the money's out there, but nobody wants to spend the money on the technology because it won't make them any money. <laughs> well, that's where we go, you know. What's his name from Tesla, doing stuff? Uh, oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. the The hero slash god of our time. <laughs> 
Little well, G. Little G. As mar- as uh, as uh, as close to a Tony Stark, I think, as we'll ever get. Just oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. not a uh, he's not rolling around in an I- Iron Man suit, but you know, his interest is in not that we know these of these advanced technologies. Yeah. So with the discovery of extraterrestrial life, yeah. it make you question your belief of the Bible and Christianity and Christ and God? Not at all, because I don't believe it's out there. But even, <laughs> that's right. I, you I'm know, I, it, right. it's not out there. I, you know, I think we're very unique. Mm-hmm. I think God created us, and I, just, I think this is his only creation, because he created us to be in communion with man. He didn't... I mean, he may have created other life, like to bring us to our knees at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got something stored up on Neptune, like a special virus. You know, right. uh, but no, it wouldn't make me question. I've I've come too far and too I've come too far with God to stop believing now. Now mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I don't have moments where I'm cussing in traffic. It doesn't mean I don't have moments where I'm like, God, how could you? Mm-hmm. But I think that. You know the refractory period, the you know between me having a moment and going ah, where's God? To settling down and knowing there is there's still a God. Mm-hmm. You know just because I broke my knee or stubbed my toe or whatever. Um, I've said it before, but my friend Donna always says things aren't happening to you; they're happening for you. Mm-hmm. And once you change your perspective on a lot of things, the world has different colors. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like changing your glasses, you know, changing yeah. the shade of your glasses. Well, I I ask that because I I think if an event ever happened where yeah. you know, the mothership lands and everybody will say, oh well, this isn't real, and they all turn. But well, and I think to a certain extent that's why the that's why Satan is banking on the whole alien right. thing, and and the the thing in the video said. The way that you'll know that they're not aliens, that they're demons, is if they ask you to turn from Christ or they try to share wisdom and they ask you to turn from Christ Mm -hmm. or to say that they have information that he didn't have and they'll discredit him. And if an alien starts to discredit Christ, you know, you kind of know. Yeah, that that would be my main... Anyway, I cut you off. Sorry. No, 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 no. You didn't know. That That was good to bring up. My main concern... Okay. Here we are sitting right now. Right. And all of a sudden, your phone starts ringing, my phone starts ringing. Hey, look outside. And, you know, alien life is landing. And a communication byline is created within a week. Yeah. My main concern, and I don't think it would alter my belief, but my main concern is where do they stand on a higher being? Right. And and I could see your counterpoint to that would immediately be, well, even the demons believe in God. Yeah. And and that's how you would explain it to me. But that would be my my main question is what do you believe? Where do you stand? You've made you travel over here. Are you professing Christ? Are you professing anything? Right. And I remember being at a life group one time and I think I don't think we brought it up during the life group, but he and I spoke about it. Ben Ben from, from, from church, our acquaintance. Ben. I love Ben. Yeah, yep. Ben's a good guy. Okay. He said, well, you know, my main problem with believing in aliens is they're nowhere in the Bible. You never hear about them. Right, right. Unless, you know, you happen to believe the way you do that the aliens and demons are one and the same. Right, and I know I sound crazy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay with that, you know. No, Go ahead. In, in fact, I really like, uh, and, I, and I, I'm sorry to bring it, 
No, I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to ruin the show for you. But forget okay. it. It's not a bad perspective to look at. Right. Look, I think there's many traps out there and our desire for life outside of our little blue marble, blue and green marble, can be exploited for, you know, our own mental health or for, you know, whatever you want, whatever reason. We can be exploited by our wanting that, by our wanting to, I yeah. just need to know, I just need to know. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the, the, the whole effect, you know, when when we were going through the, the America itself, you know, North America mm. and, and other parts of the world too, mm-hmm. we're going through this resurgence or boom between the 30s and 60s, late 70s of everybody's getting abducted. And yeah, we saw this, and yeah, we saw that, and up in Washington we had this, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, we have to crash down in in, in in Roswell. And there's a mass hysteria that's created because we all want to participate in that. To yeah. a, to a sense. Yeah. I just, I think that's how it's exploited. That's how it's used against humanity. You know, it it's, it creates hysteria, it creates fear, and what you use with fear is to control. And it's, I, I just, you know, that's the negative aspect of it to me. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought it would get a little bit crazy, right? I'd love to. Oh, it would get crazy if you let me go. I mean, like how how I believe all celebrities are actually demons. <laughs> well, let's um, go ahead and, and answer this. Well, last yeah, question. I think either uh, most celebrities, because think about it. They never age. Mm-hmm. They always kind of look well and put together. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And then a new crop of them comes up, and they all—they're all. I've started to notice, like Hollywood has the same kind of, like, people, the same look. Like certain women look like this woman, look like this woman, look like this woman. Right. You've got Audrey Hepburn repeated over the ages. You've got um, Kathleen Turner repeated over the ages. You know, you've got—they're not repeating Joan Rivers because she kind of transcended the time and changed herself for eighty years. You know, right. but, but. <clears throat> Uh, they're either and I was you know thinking about writing a book about that but the other thing I think is that there are people who've gone through stuff Mm -hmm. didn't have the foundation of Christ they were looking for a hero and the enemy kind of comes in and uses their talents and abilities to shape them and and I think about it when if I was making a billion dollars I wouldn't need to pray about my finances I wouldn't need to things um, and I would have probably worked hard for that money but my money would become my God because it would meet my needs. Right, your, your and faith so, is stolen. Right. And so I think, you know, either all the celebrities are demons and all, you know, the politicians are kind of demons, or they've allowed themselves to be taken down that wide road. The Bible says there's a narrow path and a mm-hmm. wide path. They've allowed themselves to be taken down that wide path because life will be great and life is mm-hmm. good and the enemy will convince you that you're going to live forever and if he can make your life great here he distracts you from the real moment or from the real time and the real thing that we're supposed to do here and that's to be in communion with God to mm-hmm. be in connection with God and we forget or we don't want to see that there's an eternity out there that this is just a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. for for eternity and so um I just think it's interesting that everything we see from Hollywood even our our Christian stories they have to modify you know, so that they're more palatable or so that they're 
you know they give me a, give me an example I, perfect is, example is it, is it the say the the actor Satan in the Bible series looked too much like Obama, so they had to modify that. Um, there's there's certain aspects of the Bible story that Roma Downey and and Mark Burnett did. They changed things, and even like this, the we watched a movie, The Son of Man, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They changed stuff that was scriptural, and it it didn't even make it more Son interesting. Of man, the, the African film. No, no, no. Uh, it was on Netflix. It's a story about Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus is British, oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, we I'm all sorry, know. That, Jesus uh, was British. Th- um, this was the end of the Bible series. Yeah, I think so. Into just the yeah. story of Christ. Yeah. You so, know, and so mm-hmm. they made all these modifications. Noah, I didn't even see it because I read all the modifications that they made and and you know, and I haven't seen the shack, which I'm not against the shack, but it's like they can't just make a story. Mm-hmm. They've got to augment it and change it and then people begin to believe that movie rather than to believe the Bible. And so a lot of the things that come out of Hollywood, they're directly opposed to what the Bible would have us do. You've got, and, and we allow these things into our home. I don't have cable anymore mm-hmm. because it was expensive and I just got tired of seeing all the, you know, we, we talk about, oh, I have sin and temptation in my life. Well, what has your last week of TV been like? Mm-hmm. Have you seen people sleeping together? Have you seen half naked men, half naked women? Have you seen all the food on Food Network that you mm-hmm. could possibly eat? And I think a lot of problems that we have could be alleviated by not allowing these demonic influences into our uh, into our homes. Um, and I say it, it is a demonic influence. If something leads you to destroy the life of somebody else or to lead them into temptation through mm-hmm. sexuality and, and sex, um, if something causes you to veer away from the principles of God and the principles that he's called you to do, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying we should all be watching the Golf Channel, drinking a Diet Pepsi with no caffeine, but I'm just saying a lot of the stuff that we struggle with mm-hmm. is because we've opened doors to the enemy, but they're little tiny doors, so we don't really question it. If somebody came in and did half the shit, sorry, did half the stuff mm-hmm. that they do on TV in the middle of your living room in front of your kids, and I've heard somebody say that before, you wouldn't allow it. You would kick these people out of your house in a heartbeat. But it's okay that we have, you know, as my friend calls it, the television mm-hmm. pumping this stuff into your house, and we're like, oh, it's just, it's not bad. You know, it's just The Walking Dead, and uh, it's so good. And and I, I think they package good stuff. Mm-hmm around the bad stuff so it's like an empanada with a little bit of dog poop in it you know would you eat that no 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 anyway you made me go off on that i didn't want to go off on that to to set that tangent off (sighs) (sighs) i need need to breathe i need my inhaler no i i do find it funny that i remember at the time the book had already been out but the movie was getting ready to come out and there was panic when dan brown's uh uh, not angels and demons. What was the the Da Vinci one? Code? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, uh, was going to come out in movie form. Yeah, and uh, at the time I was I was starting out uh, helping out the youth group, and my my faith was being expanded for the most. Yeah, it had been for a long time, and I remember clenching and thinking, okay, here we go. It's a battle, you know. Yeah. All all that we believe is about to be tested. Yeah, and and you know, got to make sure that this doesn't happen, and. No change really came out of it. Nothing really came out of it. Yeah. And sure, they try to alter things and present things yeah. as history that aren't. It's yeah. an alternate history. But 
I've learned to not worry about those things. That no matter how much Hollywood wants to change how we, how even the the Bible itself reads, you know, it really isn't going to change anything because the people that believe are going to believe because they know to look to the source. Right. Not to the interpretation. But my question is, those people who are on edge... Because you'll, you'll have people quoting movies and mm-hmm. things they've read rather than quote the Bible. So I, I know nothing's going to change for us because we're solidified. <laughs> right. But our friends who are on the fence, things like that, movies like that, they're not just influences that happen and they're a whisper. Mm-hmm. They get marinated in it. There are people – I remember – and I'll tell you why I believe that. Mm-hmm. I remember reading a book called The Celestine Prophecy. Mm-hmm. And it's about nine insights that will change the world. And they were – I didn't know the book had been written years before I read it, but when I found it, mm-hmm. I was looking for something other than God. And the first four insights, or the first five insights, they were true to me. Mm-hmm. I was going to go look for the other insights. I was going to go on this world adventure, and I finally found, oh my gosh, I don't need God because look at where I'm at. I, you know, I have the gift of discernment in the spirit, mm-hmm. but the gift of discernment can be perverted into fortune telling because you hear things, you know things um, in people's lives. And mm-hmm. so I remember getting that book and waiting for the second book, which was called The 10th Insight. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't put the 10th one in the first book? This is just for money. Right. But then I went to the point of reading the Celestine um it's Celestine Prophecy, The Tenth Insight, and The Celestine Vision, I think, was the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read the third one. And that third one was just crazy as bat crap, you know. <laughs> but for that first one, right. it meant something to me. And it led me on a journey. And I believed it. And so I think you've got people out there that are these, you know, their beliefs right now are sort of amoeboid. They're forming. They can form anything. They form, they're like a liquid. They form the shape of their Mm -hmm. container. And so when these movies come out, I don't think we have to boycott them like all the Christians do and put, you know, big things up. But I do think we, like the Bible says, we have to come in with an explanation of why we believe the way we believe. Mm -hmm. But that's with a Bible, not a baseball bat. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Recently, I've been going through this uh, at work. Yeah. A degree of this, which I find funny because of the way we're talking about it. Yeah. And I haven't watched it since, I think, the third season, mainly just because I'd rather read the book. But Game of Thrones is a big thing that's going on now. Oh, yeah. Everybody's watching yeah. it. You know, most watched cable TV shows. Yeah. Got, I think, of all time. Uh, and my coworker watches it with her boyfriend, and she's been asking me questions because she knows I read the books. Yeah. The books are far behind now from where the TV show is at. Or she knows things I don't know or whatever. Okay. Because things may change between now and then. Yeah. But it's been funny because she comes to ask me, oh, is this legitimate? Does this uh, happen in the books? Okay. Is this right? Does this, is this suppo- is the way it's supposed yeah. to be? And I try to tell her, well, you know, I think there are two separate entities now, but sure, let me tell you. And it's almost a dichotomy, uh, you know, you could compare it. It's a dichotomy to yeah. somebody going to watch Noah and they come to you, and I know you haven't watched it, but there's a scene where they marry evolution to creationism where both things can live in, in equity or in the same right. realm. I, and I believe that in certain aspects, you mm-hmm. know. I, I have my troubles with it. I believe in adaptation. I'm not sure how 
far I believe in too. And I right, and some people, I'm, I I'm a, to some people and they tell me you sound like an idiot because adaptation really is the same thing as evolution. I said, yeah, yeah, and it's, mm, yeah, I believe that species uh, have adapted. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they've changed completely. Correct. You know, and that's another whole thing. But yeah, I'm microevolution, not macroevolution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still a theory, not a fact. It's just. That's and that's a perfect example of a theory that became real, and so that's why I have trouble with these movies because they're theories, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden somebody makes them real. Right. There like, was there was a portion where I was crazy, like I was a Christian, mm-hmm. but I was so depressed, and I was drinking lots of red wine, and I was watching the Heroes series, mm-hmm. and I watched it six and seven hours a day. I was late to work sometimes because I'd be watching it Got well into the night, mm-hmm. and. I would wake up in the morning and these people were real to me. Mm-hmm. And I would think, wonder what my powers are. Wonder what my... And, and it sounds crazy, but I was so well, bought so in. Yeah. I was, But I, I wanted to believe that life was better than where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't shake the depression. And I couldn't shake how people were making me feel. Mm-hmm. But my idea was to rise above it and be better than them or go to a, a complete fantasy land away from it. So, you know, to me... Fantasy is not all porn, mm-hmm. pornography and masturbation. Fantasy is imagining a life that's better than where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And if God is allowing me to be here, then I need to be somewhere else because no God would allow me to go through what I'm going through. And so, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid mm-hmm. and there was a cartoon where a cartoon character hung himself. And in real life, it was the first evidence of anybody ever doing this in my life this kid hung himself in a closet because of what he, they said because of what he saw Based in the on cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. And so in that simple thing, mm-hmm. this kid learned something that he did not know. So to say that, t- and not you're saying this, but people say this, to say TV and the things we see from the television mm-hmm. don't influence us, I guess it just depends on your intellectual level and your, and your emotional maturity and where you're at spiritually and maybe even where you're at depressed or if you're just trying to look for an answer. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. And, and this is supposed to be way quirkier than this. No, no, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we've we kind of jumped the, jumped the wagon from the whole aliens thing. But, yeah. you know, if, if this is where we're led in the yeah, conversation, I, I trust have nothing God. against it. Yeah. Yeah, escapism is, uh, is both a really great thing in life, and uh, and I take a lot of joy in it. Yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah, I get bored and... And, and I'm thinking, well, all the new Star Wars movie comes out in December. That's something to look forward to. And that's fine, you know, stuff to keep you busy. But escapism can also be really dangerous because you want you want to escape. You want to permanently escape from right. your sense of reality. And uh, and I remember writing a story one time, and I, and I sent it. I don't know if it ever did anything with it. We used to do dramas for uh, for our youth team. And uh, and it was all about wanting to live in dreams, because yeah. in dreams anything's possible. Yeah. And I'd rather be sleeping, and and happy in my dream than walking around. And oh, sometimes, yeah. sadly, I still go through that, where it's just like, well, it's a better reality. You know, I can I can do anything I want, but that's not life. Yeah. You don't live there every day. That's the you that's know the bloody matrix at that point. You know? Yeah. Oh, I love the matrix. That's a whole other. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're, we we hope we made you think. We know it was a kind of an off kilter show, but 
you know, sometimes it's fun to have stuff like this. Right. Well, and the interesting thing is, and I'm just going to put a plug in for mm-hmm. our church podcast because sure. George Durling will be giving the message, um, and he'll be our guest in next, next week. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's giving a message at Illuminate Church on Sunday. And it's very similar to what we talked about here at the end. Mm-hmm. Escapism, running from your problems. Um, gosh, I'm tearing up just thinking about it because I just heard the, ser- the sermon. He did a practice run-through. Mm-hmm. And this is they're so tied together. So if you want to hear part two of our podcast, <laughs> tune into the podcast from Illuminate Church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's IlluminateChurchFlorida.com. F- yeah. Yeah. FL. It's FL. I yeah. IlluminateChurchFL.com. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Plug. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to reach us, uh, you can reach me uh, at uh, email four, the number four, C.S. Lewis, L-U-I-S, at gmail.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash uh, <laughs> wolfsheeppod. I almost said four colors sequentials again. <laughs> wolfsheeppod. Yeah, wolfsheeppod. Matthew, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can reach me at bigfishministry at gmail. Dot com and my blog is www.mattywalk.com m-a-t-t-i-e walk.com well we uh, we hope you had a good time we hope we made you think i know this was a little different like i said but hey you know if it if it causes you to go on a little bunny trail and <laughs> hey learn something new about yourself then, then that's what we're here for but from luis cavedo and matthew walker this is wolf sheep